Welcome back to American Graffiti, one song at a time. I'm your host, DJ Rachel Mummert, and with me today is my co-host, DJ Sean German, from the Next Scene hey. Podcast. Welcome, Sean. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, oh, no. in, in, interrupted my own introduction. Thanks for having me, <laughs> Rachel. Glad to be here. Yeah, thank you for joining us today. When we... Uh, Get to talk about the lovely, lovely Steve <laughs> and Lori and their emotional breakup scene. <laughs> oh, my. So, yeah, we get the uh, make-out breakup scene. <laughs> and we get a song in this minute, To the Isle by the Five Seconds. Oh, yeah, yeah. Great, great song. I don't think Steve's that bad. I mean, he's okay. He's He's got issues. I'm not saying he's great, but I guess being kind of thinking back to when I was a a teenage boy and hormones are going and and not that he doesn't make mistakes, but I think they're common mistakes and and things that that guys have to go through boys as they're becoming men, mistakes they often make. And hopefully, you know, you hope they learn from them. But I'm, you know, maybe a little bit more sympathetic to Steve than, than some other people are. And that's true. I think in that gradual transition from high school to beyond, you know, it is a hard transition to figure out, you know, especially like Steve and Lori, if you're in a relationship, because you're like, you're not sure if you should keep at it or, call, you know, say it's been mm-hmm. a good ride. Let's see, you know, what happens after college or like he does, you know, it's like, well, you know, we can kind of break up, but not really, but, you know, I can still hang out with other girls at school. So it's kind of hard to navigate, especially like you said, you know, when you're that age. So, there, yeah, there is a little bit of Steve's trying to, like, have his cake and eat it too. And Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I remember I had so – I, I had, like, a steady girlfriend through senior year in high school. And we kind of had that discussion of, you know, I was, we, I was going off to one college. She was going off to another college. And we're like, we're not – we didn't even try the – the distance thing. We were like, listen, just at some point over the summer, we're going to break up. And, you know, when mm-hmm. that comes, just, yeah, I think we laid it out like, don't cheat. Just if, if when you're ready to go, just say, hey, it's over and then we'll go a separate ways. And then, you know, that's, that's what happened. So, you know, maybe, maybe we handled that better than, than Steve and you know, Steve did here. But, uh, there's, there's other things that I think they handle, you know, Steve handles better than I did. Um, so, you know, kind of before the, that's kind of like the end of the minute when they break up, but they're having, there's some discussion before that. And Lori's talking about some things that Kurt had said about like, you know, leaving a place to, you know, leaving home to find a new home or leaving your friends to find new friends. And then, you know, Steve says, well, you know, Kurt, Kurt is probably right for Kurt. And I'm like, well, that's like a really mature thing to say like, no, not because I would expect Steve is going to be like, well, no, that's wrong. You know, I'm, uh, yeah, I want to go away. It's good to go away. But like that recognition of like, you know, going away isn't right for some people, but it is right for someone else. I and mean, I don't know if he, you know, maybe he just didn't want to come out and say like, oh, my friend is wrong. But to say like, kind of Kurt's right for Kurt and, and Steve needs to be right for Steve. I thought, though, well, that's like a really mature attitude to take on it. Oh, yeah. And I, I did like that. Yeah, because he's, you know, kind of being like, well, yeah, don't try and, and apply that to me if that doesn't fit what I want to do, that kind of thing. And I also wondered, too, 
Because he seems to be like, oh, yeah, of course, Kurt said that. And I always wonder, you know, like if he, in in watching this section, it's like, does he kind of have that, not jealousy, but kind of like, oh, you know, of course, I'm friends with your brother. So kind of that, like, oh, of course, you're going to look up to your brother and everything he says is right kind of aspect. (laughs) Yeah, I hadn't thought about it like that. I laughed just because the brother comes back at the, I know in the most <laughs> comes back at the end of the the end of the <laughs> section <laughs> and I I think for I mean Laurie still has like what another year of high school left so I mean you know it's it, it's harder when you're up against making that decision you know where like you're leaving tomorrow you know <laughs> other than having like a mm-hmm. whole year left it's I don't know yeah, I'm trying to think because I had or I have a friend who, well, at the time was dating someone who was a year behind us. So I'm trying to think of what happened when we graduated. They ended up, they're, they're married. Like they ended up getting married. They're still married. They had two kids. Like, so, I mean, it, it worked out for them. I'm trying to, but I don't really remember how they handled that. And he didn't, like he did go to college after high school, but it was in state. Like he didn't move far away. So he was still nearby. And obviously they kept in touch and, and got married just a few years after that. That's kind of, yeah. yeah. Like with my sister and her husband, they were like, they dated uh, like off and on through high school, more on later in high school than off. But the first couple years, they were, I mean, he went to Ohio State. Um, so he was obviously in state. And they, I mean, they're married now, have been for many years, have a couple kids. So it, it can work, people. <laughs> yeah, it, it can. Yeah, in, in, in my case, I um, I grew up on the East Coast and I went out to the West Coast. I went to California. Oh, wow. Um, for college and my high school girlfriend stayed on the East Coast. So it definitely would have been a, a long distance thing if we had tried to, to keep together. Yeah. And it kind of interesting. So they, I was wondering, so there, I, I have not seen the sequel, American Graffiti 2, but so these two, they end up married, right? Um, or is that like a spoiler? Are we allowed to? <laughs> I haven't seen it. I just know I was looking in IMDb and like their characters are listed with the same last name. So I assume that meant they, they get married for the sequel. Well, I bring it up because you we, we talked about the, the, the song for this section to the aisle and it's like, what actually is happening just looking at this section like what happens is the opposite and uh the lyrics like the first part of the song which is kind of what we hear is is the beginning the lines go first a boy and a girl meet each other then they sit down to talk for a while in your heart you'll want her for a lover while each step draws you closer to the aisle and to the aisle being the name of the song and it's like no they're not just, you know, what's happening to their relationship in this scene. Like, they're not getting closer to the aisle. They're heading, at least for now, like, they're heading in the opposite direction. Uh, you know, opposite directions and opposite from the aisle. Like, they're getting further away from the aisle. Kind of plays against, you know, against the theme of the song. But if they do end up together in the sequel, then it kind of goes full circle where they do get in line with the song. But again, just talking, you know, in, in this film, at least, in this scene, it's, it's kind of, um, I guess, a little bit of a satire. is like poking fun. You know, the, the, the director, I don't know, whoever picks the score or the, the soundtrack, you know, kind of put that song against this scene is kind of poking fun at them or, or poking fun at Steve. Like, no, you're not getting you're not getting closer to the aisle. You're you're getting further away. He kind of he's kind of he's kind of blowing it like they could have parted more amicably than they do. Yeah. Here. 
And I had that in my notes too about the song, kind of how ironic it is. Like you said, you know, when you read through the lyrics and how it's like, oh, nope, <laughs> this is totally the opposite. But then, you know, watching the rest of the movie, like you said, it does kind of start to come a little more full circle. But I don't want to spoil <laughs> the end of the movie for any listeners who may not who may be listening and watching at the same time, but I guess if we're talking about the sequel, though, we might be spoiling it because it does seem like they are married and maybe have children. So, yeah, maybe the song is a foreshadowing of things to come, even though they may not seem so in this moment. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, the, the, a, lot, a lot goes on. The, the relationship grows, and as they do, and the kind of uh, a pendulum swings back and forth. They're close, they get further apart, then uh, they, maybe they'll get close again. And I always kind of marveled, even from the get-go, of this movie, how mature Lori seems in handling things. I mean, from beginning of the movie when Steve talks about going off to college and, you know, seeing other girls, but kind of, you know, breaking up, but not really with Lori. And, you know, she's like, oh, you know, she doesn't, you know, throw a fit and run out of the car. You know, she's just... I, I think to myself at that age, and it's like, would I have handled it that maturely? Or even here in this scene, it's like, hmm, I, I, I you know, it's just makes you, you know, just how she handles everything. It seems to be a lot more mature than <laughs> I would have thought in high school. But who knows? I mean, who knows? Yeah, and I don't know if that goes along with just women just seem to mature yeah. earlier and, and faster than men do. Yeah. So. She's maybe a little, in, in emotional maturity, she's a little bit ahead of uh, Steve here. And maybe she wasn't all that surprised at anything that happens. You know, maybe she, deep down she was kind of expecting all of that to happen. So mm -hmm. as, as you know, college and graduation got closer. But I did, for that song to the aisle, by the, it was by the Five Satins, which... Mm -hmm. Yeah. They were, I guess they were considered a doo-wop group of the 50s. Um, this song was recorded, released in 1957. Um, and they were from New Haven, Connecticut. So I thought that was <laughs> interesting. I'm not sure why, but it just seemed interesting. And listeners and actors of this movie itself and this group may recognize their vocals from another hit that they had i think it preceded this song called in the still of the night which when i read that i was like oh okay mm -hmm. I, I that song is very i'm like okay no i i can imagine that song right now so they did that song in addition to this yeah when kind of looking up the song and, and the group that was the one the one single they have that kind of stood out that yeah. I, I recognize. So this, yeah. So To the Isle came out in 57. And this is, what, the early 60s? I know at one point yeah, on the radio, yeah. they're talking about Kennedy, John Kennedy. Yeah, 62 is when 62. This so not quite, it's not like the, the hot hit of the day, but it's not quite a golden oldie. No. It's a few years old. And that kind of seems to be the theme for a lot of the, I mean, when you compare many of the, or at least songs that I've had in my sections, when you kind of look up their release dates compared to when the movie set, it's usually about late 50s, some very, well, I would say early 60s, but this is, <laughs> 62 is early 60s, but most of them are, you know, mid, late 50s. So it kind of 
it's it's on you know it's on on trend for what you know what they would have considered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's like some Beach Boys stuff, early '60s, and like Green Onion, Booker T, and the yeah. MGs. That's from '62, but yeah, just kind of I'm looking and it's great soundtrack that has its uh, its own Wikipedia entry. Yeah, um, for the listeners, if you want to look it up quickly, but yeah, there's a lot of stuff '56, '57, '58 around that time. So this this fits right into uh, right into that groove. Right. As we go on in this minute, <laughs> you know, when they start, you know, making out and stuff, it's just like, I kind of like how Lori become, I don't want to call it like passive aggressive, because it's not really, because she just kind of just goes limp, or she's just mm-hmm. kind of like, because, <laughs> you know, Steve's like, well, I'm not gonna, what else? you know, I forget what exactly how he says, but pretty much he's, you know, if you're gonna be like limp, or, you know, not interested, then whatever, <laughs> And she kind of did that on purpose because, you know, she's like, well, if I'm just going to be your something to, you know, remember you by, then forget yeah. about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's in general, you don't, you know, that's not a good attitude to take of just, <laughs> oh, well, I'm just going to lie back and let it happen. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I think she knows that he's going to back off if she's not participating. So she's kind of playing him. And he, yeah, I, I have in my notes, Steve blows it. Oh, Yeah. Um, like he could, if he had played this differently, this night, you know, this encounter would have gone much different. But that, that's kind of a Nicky line when he says something to remember you by. <laughs> kind of like what? So nothing, none of the other, like, and I kind of, I think I know what he means. And I think he could have kind of put it a better way. But oh, yeah, yeah, to say it that way, it's like, oh, so nothing else in their relationship is memorable. Yeah. It's just, this is the one thing. And then of course she's like, if you're not going to remember me for anything else, just go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of like, oh man, that's, that's icky. Like you, you, it could have been, this kind of could have been you know, like romantic even like he could have, you know, our, our last night together for three months, we kind of, you know, let's make the most of what short time we have. I mean, I, I don't know if I can, you know, if, if I, I don't know if I could, you know, kind of work that scene better now. I certainly couldn't have done any, I don't know if I could have done any better, you know, when I was Steve age, Steve's age, but um, whatever, you know, he just, he doesn't do it right. He could have done better. And he, you know, he kind of gets what he deserves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I think he could have salvaged it up until that something to remember. Yeah. By. Like you said, you know, if he would have used this is our last night together and for so, you know, such and such a time, that could have mm-hmm. played well for him. <laughs> yeah. Well, and up until like she was, I mean, she's out. I mean, they, she knows the deal. They didn't drive out to this field yeah. in the middle of the night just to sit and talk. No. Like she knows why they're there and he knows why they're there. And it's like, just don't, don't blow it. Just don't be an idiot. And then, oh, as, as men and boys and particularly teenage boys often are, they are idiots. And he, <laughs> he becomes an idiot. But I like, I like the way this ends. And I think it's, it's obviously cars are a big part of the film and, and car culture and that it's her car. It's like, get out of my car. That yeah. it's part of, you know, she has the power and she has the independence because it is her car. And he's the one. You get out. You walk back to town because this is my car. I'm driving off. Exactly. Yeah. So good for her. Exactly. That's what I had. Yeah. Especially after that. Like, like we said, again, being like how Steve blows it, he just has to bring up the most awkward <laughs> 
<laughs> situation that you, especially with your like significant other, you never want to talk about that, especially when it's you know when it's your brother and you, Steve's your brother's friend. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, oh gosh, like why'd you have to go there? That totally blew every like that's it. You're and that's what gets him ultimately kicked out of the car is right. <laughs> bringing up the. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's stuff that someone tells you kind of in confidence and you got to, you know, okay, this is, they had to, you know, there's something inside that you got to tell somebody oh, and it's, yeah. okay, you're, you should be grateful that this person, you know, comes to you in that situation, that you're the one they come with, but then you got to recognize, all right, this is something I need to put away in the vault and lock it and, and never to be discussed ever again. Yeah, exactly. Certainly not in this situation. This is not, it's not going to get any better. So, you know, the romantic feeling of this situation, you don't bring that girl's brother and seeing him do stuff into a romantic situation like that, because that's just... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if there was any bit of the mood left, bringing up her brother is not going to is not going to bring it back. It's not, you're not fanning the flames. You're just, you're pouring a bucket of cold water over it. And And like you said, you know, that's one of those things that you just lock away, lock away forever. That's because whenever you bring that out, that's just, (laughs) that's that line that you never cross. (laughs) Right. It's tough. I'm sympathetic. It's, it's, you know, he doesn't know what to say. He doesn't know what to do, but just, you, you still, you did it wrong. Yeah. You said the wrong thing. You did it wrong. And now you're, now you're going to be walking. Now you're out of the car. You're going to encounter the goat killer. Ah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you watch out for that goat killer. <laughs> but I could see too. I mean, when you get kind of frustrated and angry, sometimes you pull out that ammunition that you know is going to backfire hardcore on you, but you just, your mouth just, works before your brain does and you know once it's out of your mouth you can't put it it's just like oh you know you say it and then you're like oh crap (laughs) but it's out there (laughs) so i could see how that could just you know you're just like so angry and so flustered and frustrated that you're just like oh yeah well and then out it comes and that's that whatever happens happens (laughs) if you get kicked out of your car or her car then you get kicked out (laughs) but he's also he's he's neglecting he's neglecting or he's neglecting laurie he's neglecting her emotions and the emotional side of their relationship he's taken like it's you know i'm hey i'm horny you're horny let's be horny together you know, let's get our horn on. Yeah. And forgetting like it, it's more than just the physical. It's emotional and you can't, you got to, you got to pay attention to the emotional side and her emotional needs, not just the physical need. But he's like, hey, you want it, you know, you want it just like I want it. Well, it's like, well, just because she wants it doesn't mean she wants it with you. Yeah. And she's not going to want it with you with the way you're behaving. And I think as much, you know, like you said with, you know, they kind of, at this moment, they seem to both want some for you know something i i think she wants more of a like discussion uh, or you know i mean like you said you know obviously they're not mm-hmm. just gonna talk out there but she kind of wants to get that just out of the way first and then whatever you know just kind of be like all right let's discuss real quick this and then we'll get on with with our you know our <laughs> As yeah. they would say, necking or whatever. They, yeah, back then. <laughs> necking, yeah. Uh, you know, making, making new memories. Yeah. <laughs> and some 
quiet memories are made when awkward things get brought up and you get kicked out of cars. <laughs> so it's a it's a memory, but not a good one. Not the one Steve was hoping for. Yeah. Yeah, Steve is a jerk. Yeah. You know, you think about him as, you know, Richie Cunningham or, you know... Opie, mm-hmm. and you know, it's like this movie. It's like, oh, he's not e- either of those. Well, obviously, he's not Opie, but <laughs> you know, he's not <laughs> Richard Cunningham either. <laughs> so I can kind of see where, kind of where they get to this place. Like a lot happens. Like they weren't obviously they weren't born when the movie starts, and people change, particularly that time in your life. Like a year in high school is. Like a big change, like the difference between 16 and 17 or 17 or 18 is, is oh. much different than the difference between 29 and 30. Like a year is a big deal then. And so, you know, they've been together for a while and they, they've they both changed a lot since they, you know, since they got together. And they're in, in some ways they've, you know, they'll grow up together and they'll change together. And then in other ways, they'll, they'll grow up and, you know, grow apart or grow in different ways. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's very true about yeah, especially high school. Those those years are very for like a lot more. Like I don't think you know if they just met, then I don't think they would get together. You know, if, if over the course of this evening they had just met, thinking like um, you know, like Terry and Debbie just oh, yeah. meet and kind of get to know each other. If Steve and Lori had just met, I don't think they'd end up together. No. Versus obviously they were, you know, when they first met or when they first decided to kind of go steady, they were in a place where they had a, a different compatibility than they do now. They've kind of kind of navigate that and figure it out. Does that mean does that mean they break up? Does that mean just they stay together but their relationship has to change? You know, they they have to figure that out. And maybe that's like kind of the growing pains they're they're figuring their way through that's a very big hurdle to overcome like figuring out where your relationship stands at a big Mm -hmm. hurdle like going off you know one of them going off to college possibly and what that means it's that's a big at that age it's a it seems like a big big hurdle to overcome yeah i don't know how they how you handle it yeah i don't think anyone does you just kind of until you do it and you figure it out and then afterwards you look back and you're like yeah you know, some things I did well, some things I could have done better. Oh, yeah. It's that hindsight. Where <laughs> <laughs> it turns into that always wondering, you know, if they if they really grew apart and never got back together, then would they always wonder? Or would it be one of those high school where you think back to high school and you're like, it didn't really, like that wasn't really that big of a deal. But in the moment, it is always a big deal. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, looking back, like the things I thought were kind of monumental then now not so much and then things maybe didn't things that i didn't appreciate at the time now i'm like oh that that was the big deal that yeah. was the important moment and that's what when you when there's some show i can't really think of any off the top of my head but sometimes you know when you watch shows that might be based on high school and high school experience a lot of times i just want to be like oh come on like <laughs> either it's like oh that's so unrealistic or you just want to be like it doesn't matter like that doesn't matter but that's just me but <laughs> but like i said you know when you're in the moment it's everything about it is a big deal well i think that's all the notes i had i didn't know if you have any i had anything else for this 
for this section of the movie. Let's see, we talked about To the Isle. We talked about things that Kurt said. Yeah. We talked about Steve blowing it. <laughs> we talked about Lori driving off in her own car. Yes. Yeah. That's uh, That about covers it for me. Yeah. This was probably one of the more... Like uh, the minutes I've covered so far, <laughs> probably one of the most awkward, just you know, with the romanticism and everything. But hey, we 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 got it all figured out. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is definitely. I mean, it, it's I guess the nature of film or movies that we're we're voyeurs. We're peeking in on the lives of these characters. But like, this is definitely a private time between uh, you know between a couple. And uh, kind of peeking into uh, through the car window. It's, it gets awkward at times. As life does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, where, Sean, where can listeners find more of your, of your work, of your podcasts? Yeah. If you want to hear more of uh, what I do, I have a podcast, Next Scene Podcast, with my brother Brian, where we're covering pop culture one scene at a time. And that's at nextscenepod.com and Next Scene Pod on, on all the social medias. We also do, uh, for the last few years, we do uh, holiday specials. And uh, Rachel actually was around to join us last year where we covered Home Alone. And uh, this year, or this just past Christmas, the big holiday special, we covered The Muppet Christmas Carol. Um, we covered that. Similarly, we covered that one song at a time. That was a, a musical. So we kind of broke it down the same way. You're breaking down American Graffiti here. So you, you can find that at nextscenepod.com. That's got the, the regular... Our regular podcast and all the and the holiday specials at nextscenepod.com. And listeners can find more of our American graffiti fun at Mel's Listeners Drive In on social media. And Sean, I just wanted to thank you for joining us today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This was uh, it was a pleasure. And listeners, please join us again tomorrow for another episode of American Graffiti. One song at a time. He's really fast, isn't he?